What is up, Rooted Family? My name is Jasmine Croma, and you are listening to the Let's Brunch podcast, Becoming Rooted and United in Christ, the show where we take part in candid conversations about growing in our faith in the everydayness of our lives. From college students and recent grads to creatives and community leaders, we will learn what it looks like to become rooted and united in Christ. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Let's Brunch podcast. Wow, I'm so excited to be back for season three. Um, I've already talked to a bunch of our guests um, for this upcoming season, and I'm so excited. I think you guys will be excited, too. Um, We're going to be covering topics such as waiting well in your 20s, which is today's topic. Um, Also, talking about shame um, in future episodes. We're going to be having our first male guests on this season of the podcast so just a lot of exciting things happening here Um, if you follow us on instagram you might have noticed that we have a little name change to our handle so we are we were formerly known as woman of rooted at woman of rooted and now um, we are under the handle at let's brunch pod so you can find all things let's brunch all the resources we talk about um all of the Bible studies that we're having, all of the books that we discuss, all of the quotes that you guys really liked from previous episodes, everything Let's Brunch podcast will be on the Instagram page as well. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to dive into season three. Um, it's been a minute, um, but I'm just excited to dive in, especially with today's topic. Uh, and I hope you guys aren't tired of me talking about waiting seasons, um, I know at this age in our 20s, whether you're trained or even late teens transitioning from high school to college, college to grad school, college to post-grad opportunities, um, college to marriage or college to dating, whatever that season looks like for you, there's always this season of waiting and transition that can make us feel a little bit uncomfortable. And so today I decided, I thought it would be cool to kind of do almost like a study, a little Bible study. Um specifically for those of us who are waiting and um, I had the opportunity to speak about this specific topic with um, the Delight Girls over at Hampton University. They held a wonderful conference. Um, Go ahead and give them a follow at Delight Hampton U um, on Instagram. But yes, it was such a beautiful conference, such a great opportunity to learn from some women of God. Um, So I'm sure they'll be doing some recaps over there, um, and definitely, 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 if you attend Hampton University, I encourage you to get involved in that community. Um, the leaders of the Delight team at Hampton are just beautiful women, um, and beautiful inside and out, and uh, it's a great space to just feel valued and seen and feel encouraged and feel like you can be bold in your faith, um, and so I couldn't recommend it more. Lastly, before we jump in, to the um the topic of discussion today i want to um introduce a new tiny little segment um that will coincide with kind of if you're familiar with woman of rooted our page we always post a resource that's that helps to understand scripture or um other podcasts that we listen to that help break down certain topics that you all might be going through um and so i thought it would be cool to introduce a new resource every episode here and also feature it on the page. So we already have a bunch of resources up um, from just previous posts. So you guys can go ahead and check those out. I still use most of those um, to this day uh, just to help break down scripture or um, to help make things a little easier to understand because sometimes the Bible can be very confusing. Um, and so I want to offer that to you guys and make that available to you. And so each time we come on the podcast, you'll hear from our guests what resource they love. It might be a book, it might be a website, it might be an app, um, it might be a sermon, anything. Um, but we'll ask them about it and then go ahead and feature that on the page as well so that you guys, um, can have the most available access to all of those things, um, so yeah, and if you hear a clock, by the way, if you hear a clock ticking, I'm in my dad's office today 
recording and the clock is very loud. <laughs> um, yeah, but so today's uh, resource that I want to talk about that many of you may have already heard of, but maybe you're, maybe you haven't. Um, I'm going to talk about The Chosen. Guys, who else watches The Chosen uh, TV series? Um, it's free to watch. You can stream it. I believe it's thechosen.tv. Um, and free to watch. They're on, they're in the process of like releasing episodes for season two, but I finished season one in like two days. You can literally finish it in a day. Um, and I'm on season two now. It's so great guys. And I know there can be different, like, let's be real. There can be different, like films or, you know, series of the Bible that can be a little cheesy, but this one is so good. Um, and it's just wonderful to kind of get that picture of Jesus in your mind of what he looked like, how he interacted with his disciples, how he interacted with the people that he healed and restored. And oh, especially if you're a visual learner, like it's so fun to pick up on what you're reading in scripture and see it visually in front of you and kind of have this full circle moment and, and really have another way of the Holy Spirit just revealing new things to you visually that maybe you wouldn't have picked up on if you had just read it in scripture. So I cannot recommend that series enough. It's one of my favorite things. Um, oh, it's so good. It's so good. So definitely maybe get a few watch parties together. Watch The Chosen. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know what your favorite episodes are. Um, I And it's so funny because since we've, uh, most of, I, I can't say most of us, but since like you read scripture and you already kind of know what's going to happen like in the series, but it still will make you emotional and make you laugh. Um, I laugh because I think of this um, episode that I just finished with how Nicodemus was just about to join Jesus and his disciples and he like decides, I don't want to ruin it, but he just, he makes a decision. And I'm just like, come on, Nicodemus, we were all rooting for you. Um, <laughs> but it's like, we already knew that was going to happen. But it's just fun to watch it visually, to see what Jesus might have, get a glimpse of what Jesus might have looked like, his relationships, his relationship with his mother and with his disciples. And oh, it's just so beautiful. So I definitely recommend that resource. Um, even if you're new to the faith, if you're like, Maybe scripture is really tough for you to take in. I definitely suggest pairing it with cho the chosen episodes. Um, it definitely starts more in New Testament. It follows Jesus' ministry um, rather than Old Testament, but definitely give it a go. Oh, I love it so much. Um, but anyway, let's dive into today's episode today's topic waiting well in your 20s all right so a few disclaimers i want to start with number one if you hear pages turning i have my bible in front of me um because we're going to be reading a little bit of scripture um if you have your Bibles, go ahead and bring those out. If you don't, that's okay. If you're driving, walking, whatever, you can still follow along. Um, if you've got a Bible app, you can bring that out. I'm actually using, because um, many of you asked, but I'm using the NIV Journal the Word Bible. I got it off of Amazon. It was like $35. Definitely recommend if you like to take notes in the margins. This is a good one. Um... And if you're looking for a Bible app, you can just look up the YouVersion app. It's a great resource, bonus resource, I guess, <laughs> for you all to use. All right, so today um, we're going to be talking about waiting well in your 20s, something that you guys know I'm walking through. I know a lot of people are walking through um, a season like this. And we're going to be taking a glimpse at Inside Samuel and David's story within First Samuel. Um just getting a glimpse into their lives and um, 
most importantly, my hope for you today is that you just walk away knowing the Lord a little bit more and knowing that your waiting season is not being wasted, knowing that you're not alone in this waiting season. Um, and so, yeah. Um, so we're going to begin at 1 Samuel chapters 16, um, chapter 16 verses 1 through 13. And then we're also going to look at 1 Samuel chapter 3 verses 7 through 11. Um, and so as you guys know, while you're flipping to those pages, if you're new here, currently in a waiting season, currently job searching, um, I'm not going to go into the whole thing because I feel like I talk about it so much and I don't know if you guys are bored with that story. Um, but yeah, currently in a waiting season, have been in a pretty long waiting season. Um, just job searching, figuring out post-grad life. Um, and so this these scriptures, I'm saying this not as someone who hasn't been through this or isn't currently walking through this, um, but as someone who ha- is literally living this out right now and having to anchor myself with scripture to remind myself that this waiting season, it doesn't mean that I'm behind. It doesn't mean that um, there's nothing for me out there. Um, so I hope that this anchors you guys. I hope that this gives you scripture that you can lean into and press into um, and really feel encouraged by and hopefully you guys can share it with others Um, and so yeah as we said Samuel and David so we're gonna be looking at their stories Um, and so before we get into the beginning of David's story I want to set the scene for you And so in order to do that, we've got to know a little bit more about who Samuel is, where he comes from, all of those different things. Um, And so what I love about Samuel um, is that he has this, this communication that he has with God that we see in 1 Samuel 16, um... It, it wasn't always like that. He didn't always know God's voice, but um, this communication, the special relationship that he had with God kind of runs in his blood. Um, he is the son of Hannah. And if you don't know who Hannah is, Hannah is most known for the way she communicated her heart with the Lord. Um, she constantly was crying out to God um, in prayer, just asking God um to deliver her a child. Um, she desperately wanted a child. That was a desire that she wanted. And um, she was constantly being ridiculed for not having a child. Um, I'm sure she just felt left out and unworthy. And she was just always crying out to God. Um, there's, a, there's a moment where she goes to the temple and she's just pouring her heart out. And she's so emotional in this moment that... Um, someone asked her they say you know what are are you drunk have you been drinking too much like why are you acting this way and she's like no I'm literally broken I'm hurt I'm 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 saddened that I don't have a child and I'm telling God about this I'm giving him my full emotion my full self um and and that's the type of mother that Samuel comes from and so Samuel is becomes this answered prayer for Hannah Um, His mother prays and prays and prays and God answers her prayer um, to have a child. And um, what's what's so special about Hannah is that even before she has confirmation that God is going to bless her with this child, she dedicates her child's life to God, even before knowing that um, she would, in fact, receive a child. So she dedicates his life to God. and after Samuel's born, um, Hannah prayed again. She prays again in 1 Samuel chapter 2. Um, and she's blessed with three more sons and two more daughters. So we know that the Lord blesses us abundantly more than we could ever imagine. Um, and so I just love that part. I love that that is a part of Samuel's lineage. That's his mother. Um But even after that, even after his life is dedicated to God and he goes to serve in the temple, um, he's still unaware of God's voice. And so I want to read to you 1 Samuel 
um, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 7 through 11, because how many of us are, feel like we're kind of unaware of God's voice? We're, we're right where Samuel is in chapter 3. He's having a hard time um, just getting to know God's voice. He struggles a bit. Um, and so that's what we're going to read about in ver- uh, chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. Um, and so it reads this. Um, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. When God calls, or sorry, <laughs> a third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at calling as at other as at the other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Verse 11, and the Lord said to Samuel, see, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. So here we get a glimpse of, you know, this last bit of struggle that Samuel is um, trying to figure out who's speaking to him. And so he naturally, he goes to this earthly father figure, um, three times, um, not realizing that it's God who's calling him and not Eli. And so on this third time, Eli is, um, says, Hey, Oh, this must be the Lord calling you. It's not me. This is the Lord calling you. So go, go back to bed and if you hear your name again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And um, so my first thing that I got from, first note that I got um, from this piece of scripture is get to know God's voice. And a lot of the times in the waiting season, we are, we can be so deterred and so, um, so saddened and just feel so heavy looking at all of the other distractions looking at all of the other voices in our heads Uh, I know for me like it can definitely be a mental struggle sometimes as I'm scrolling through LinkedIn or if I'm looking on Instagram or if I'm just wondering did I make the right decision like did I did I move at the right pace am I am I just being lazy like am I doing something wrong and all of these voices continue to just drown my drown my mind with just negative negative thoughts and so what would it look like for us to get to know God's voice to make ourselves available like Samuel did he makes himself available he goes and lies down in this like humble position um and I think of like when you lie down it's just this place of like rest it's this place of saying like okay like I'm not going to strive to do everything Um, But I'm going to make myself available so when God is speaking to me, I know that it's him. I can hear him um, and I can say, speak, Lord, I'm listening. I'm listening to you. And so um, I'm reminded and I have some scriptures that I wrote down. Um, So Romans 10 says, our faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And so like we said, getting in this place of rest, getting in this place of just denying the desire to strive and to hustle and to make things happen all on our own and to make them happen now um we've got to make room to listen and hear the word that's where our faith comes from hearing the word diving into scripture um making ourselves available for God to speak to us and and God is always speaking. He doesn't. He, he's not not speaking. But it's it it requires um, a willingness on our behalf to rest and to take this position of of um of humility and really invite the Holy Spirit into our lives. Invite God's word into our hearts, um, so that that can be what drowns out the noise of the the endless negative thoughts or 
the advice from people that don't know the vision God gave you. Um, and so it's important to just stay connected to him. Um, John 5 says, he who abides in me will forever be fruitful indeed. So learning to abide in God's word, in who God is, um, it's just so crucial, guys. It's so important. Um, and so how do we do this practically? Because I know um, I know when I first like started hearing this, I'm like, okay, ha- like, rest like what is that like (laughs) how do you how do you actively rest like isn't that just being lazy I've had all those questions um and I know like for people that might be like newer to the faith or just like like me and sometimes we just don't understand all these big words that other Christians use and it's like can we just dumb it down make it practical um and so how do we do this is Start to build your own personal relationship with God. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but one of the biggest things that I've learned in 2020, um, and maybe even a little before that, is that like my parents' faith um, will not sustain me personally. And that's not a bad thing. Um, I grew up in a Christian household, which I'm very blessed to um, to have grown up that way. Um, and my parents always involved me in church, um, but their faith alone can't sustain me. They can pray over me. They can invite me to do all the church things, but if I don't have a personal relationship with God, um, then, then it honestly just means nothing that I have to cultivate a personal relationship with God. I have to get to know him on a personal level, um, between me and him. Um, it's not a shared, it can be something that is shared in community. It can be a, a foundation for a lot of relationships. Um, but that foundation has to come from a personal walk with Jesus Christ. Excuse me. So build that personal relationship with God. Um, maybe you're like me, maybe your parents have, um, maybe you went to church because your parents, you know said we're going to church on Sundays and maybe you're you maybe you do all the Christian things um but maybe you haven't cultivated a relationship with God um and so what does that look like even more further practically um for me that's having a a daily routine of getting in the word or consuming the word in some waveform fashion um talking to god daily um in prayer and i've talked also about this before but prayer looks so prayer can be so um it can sound so scary and sound like you have to have all the big words to say to god but um we know that you know he calls us his friend not only is he our savior but he calls us his friend and so talk to him like you're talking to a friend um just conversation like there doesn't have to be these big fancy words you use just as you would text someone how your day is going or um, what you're struggling with or you know thankfulness and gratitude just as you do that that's how you can talk to God Um, there's no specific moment you have to do it you can do it throughout the day which I love Um, you can do it in the silence of your heart or out loud there's just so many different ways to pray there's not a wrong way to pray um so first, I would say cultivating that prayer life is so important for a relationship with God. Um, and then diving into scripture. Um, so if you go on the Let's Brunch podcast page, there's a lot of resources that are there, a lot of apps that help dive into scripture. Um, some of my favorites are the First Five app, which just challenges you to use the first five minutes of your day to dive into a scripture. I think this week they're doing, it's from Proverbs 31, ministries um this week they're doing exodus and so i think it's like exodus chapter 37 so they walk through like two or three verses or a passage of scripture a day and they explain it to you and they lay it all out and you can read it um and just that's just being intentional with the first five minutes of your day instead of opening instagram um consume the word of god first and foremost um that makes a huge difference in your relationship with God. Um, other ways you can do this is a lot of people have devotionals. Um, there's tons of devotionals out there. Um, 
or maybe you listen to a sermon on a podcast. Um, maybe that looks like journaling, but start your day um, in God, in the presence of God. Invite him into your room, invite him into your day. Sometimes I just wake up and I'm like, oh God, thank you for waking me up. And I just invite the Holy Spirit into this day. Um, and it makes all the difference. So start to cultivate your personal relationship with God in the mundane of things because he's in it and through every moment of our lives. And so make yourselves available. Um, another huge thing is community. Uh, you guys know I love community. This is a community. Let's Branch podcast is a community. Um, but join a Bible study. Join uh, um, maybe it's an online group, a Zoom Bible study. Um, but get around other disciples that also hear the voice of God. And this is crucial in Samuel's story as well as he, you know, takes time. He is being guided by someone who is aware of the voice of God and that can um, correct him out of love and say, hey, this isn't me calling you. This is this is God's voice. Go make yourself available. Um, And so there's so much beauty in relationship with other disciples and other people that um, that want to get to know God for themselves that want to um, encourage other believers that want to inspire other believers and and share the good news it's it's a it's a great joy it's a sweet joy and it just reminds me um of the way that Jesus interacted with his disciples um and so interact with other disciples even if you're new I know it can be very scary if you like are like okay I really don't know anything about the Bible I don't know I don't want to go into this room with everybody who knows everything about the Bible and I don't know anything. Trust me, guys. Um, there's community out there for you. There are people that are so genuine and sweet and are in the same position as you are learning about it. We are, no one is perfect at this. No one knows everything there is to know about the Bible. It's impossible. Um, but get around people that are excited to learn about God and excited to dive into scripture and excited to encourage you in your journey. Um, and I'm here. So DM the page. If you're interested, we can set up accountability partners. We can be friends and we can walk through a book of the Bible together. Um, yeah. So just don't let the word of God be rare to you. Don't let it be unknown to you. Um, be intentional about diving deep into the word and making and forming a personal relationship with God. Whew, that was a loaded one, but yeah. <laughs> um, his word is just so life-giving, guys. It is profitable. Um, he's so patient with us. As he was patient with Samuel, he kept calling him and calling him. And he'll call again and again, and he just desperately wants to know your heart. He wants to know um, who you are. He wants to have your whole heart, all of you. Um, like Hannah was giving her, him his, her full emotion and heart. Um, and he wants to know all of those things. So get to know God's voice. All right, moving on. Um, all right, so we've gotten to know Samuel a little bit. Um, we Now he's, he's good. He knows the Lord's voice. Um, he is, he's aware of God's voice. Um, he's made himself available. So now we can move to 1 Samuel chapter 16. Um, All right, I've turned the page. We're ready to go. Um, All right, so this is kind of funny. I I thought about (laughs) what could like be relatable to all of us. And do you guys remember when you're in the grocery store and... You're in line maybe with your mom or with your dad and maybe they forget something, right? And so they're like, okay, just hold on real quick. I'll be right back. Um, Save our spot in line. I'll be right back. And she leaves you with like this cart full of groceries. She doesn't leave you with the debit card and you're just sitting there and you, you know, two minutes go by, five minutes go by. She hasn't come back yet. You're sweating. You're the next one to get up to the register. You don't have anything to pay for it. Do you let people skip you? All of these things. I don't know if that's just me, but <laughs> it was, especially being an introvert, 
that's like the worst part of waiting, right? It's like that discomfort and the not knowing like, okay, what do I do? She said she'd be here. She's not here at the time that she said she was going to be here. And oftentimes when we are waiting for an opportunity, we just want to like rush the process. Like, all right, mom, like you said you'd be here. Come on, like texting her frantically. Um, but many way, in many ways, that's what we do kind of with God. Like we hate discomfort. Our flesh hates discomfort. We hate the unknown um, in our humanness. We just hate not having the answer. Um, and we want to rush that. We want to rush the discomfort. We don't like to sit in it. Um, and sometimes we're like, Lord, I'm, I'm not really feeling this. If you could just expedite this process, that'd be great. Uh, and so we begin to worry and wonder if we'll miss what God has for us. And I cannot lie to you guys. I do this at least once a week. Like, <laughs> and I just want to be real with you guys because it's easy to hear a lot of people talk about this and it feels like, oh, well, like they conquered it and like now they don't feel those feelings. No, I am 100% feeling those feelings. Um, but I also am glad that God revealed these this scripture passage to me um, and these points. So when I do feel those things, this is what I can go back to and remind myself of. And so that's what I want to supply you guys with. Not this perfect answer on how to conquer the discomfort. Like, <laughs> um, all I know is that to replace discomfort with truth. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we begin to worry. We begin to wonder if we miss what God has for us. And so, um, point two, if you're taking notes is God assures us that in our discomfort, he's still leading. So he still leads us in our discomfort. And I love this picture of, um, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 through 3, I'll read it to you guys. Um, it says, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel says, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. So I love that part of the verse that says, I will show you what to do. So Samuel is nervous, y'all. Samuel is petrified. Uh, God has placed this assignment before him and he says, go, I need you to go to Jesse, um, invite them to the sacrifice. There's someone there that I've chosen to be the next king of Israel. You have to go. And Samuel's like, um, like, do you know, like, Saul is probably going to be after me. How am I going to go? How am I going to How am I going to do this? Like Saul has become an enemy of mine. He you know he wants to be king for selfishly for selfish reasons and yet you want me to go and and and, and go find another king of Israel. Like do you know what you're asking me to do? This is this is Samuel. I'm imagining him talking to God. And he's like, how will I do this? And God says, I will show you what to do. And so Sam Samuel, in the midst of this discomfort, is reassured by God saying, I will show you what to do. Um, I will guide you. And oh, it's just such a, a great reminder that as we sit in discomfort, as we sit in not knowing, you know, if my application will be received, if I'll get the interview, if I'll get into the school I wanted to get into, if there's someone out there for me, um, you know, if there's a if there's a relationship in my future, all of those different things. As we sit in that discomfort, we can re we can rest in knowing that He is still leading us, um, and so walking in obedience won't always feel comfortable, guys. Um, and that's something that I'm learning because I feel like, I feel like for the longest time and sometimes still now, um, I feel like walk, I felt like 
walking in obedience should feel comfortable. Like, (laughs) it should feel like I'll be calm and at peace at all times. Like, that's what I always pictured walking with God to be like. And the truth is, um, although there will there will be that overwhelming peace um when we when we rest in god's word and um i think that's something that is very special about the bible um it doesn't mean that it doesn't come with discomfort um and so we can read about this in uh in scripture in hebrews 12 verses 10 through 12 it says for our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years doing the best they could they knew how But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. I like I'm I'm just finding this scripture. I'm going to be honest. I had never read it before. But I think this is the realest thing that, not the realest thing, but one of the realest scriptures that I found that it's just like, just gives it to you straight. Like, um, one thing that I love about it is it, it, it lets you know what you need to know. And it also encourages you at the end of the scripture. One of the things that sticks out to me is that, but God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. So even in the discomfort, even in the unknowing, we're still sharing in his holiness. There's um, a woman that leads at my church that she always says, you know, where your two feet are, there's mission under that. There's holy ground under that. So even in the waiting, we are still called to the mission of God. We are still called to share the good news. And that is still partaking in Jesus's ministry. It's still partaking in um in holiness like even the discomfort is holy with god it's it's holy because it's a it's a posi- it's a unique position of okay i don't know what's going to happen but i know who god is and i know that he's leading me and that in itself is such a holy um holy moment and a holy part of the waiting season and sometimes i forget that like i'm i feel like i forget it way too often um but even when we think about you know knowing that Jesus Jesus operates in such um sacrifice and that his sacrificial work on the cross is the reason why we're here then it's like every part of our being is holy because of the grace of God and because of who Jesus was and Jesus is and what he did for us like even like the point the fact that I'm like talking and breathing that's like holy um because of who God is and so think about thinking of discomfort in that way discomfort is holy um and I know the world will tell you like if you're uncomfortable about it uncomfortable about something like it's 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 not good you shouldn't be there um rush to get hustle through this moment Um, If you're not making enough money here, you need to pick up 10 other streams of income because you're not supposed to be that uncomfortable with making that amount of money and you shouldn't choose that career because it's not um, going to make you enough money and da-da-da-da-da, like all of these different things. And what's beautiful is like, God's like, no, there will be discomfort, but I'm in it with you. Um, It says no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It can be painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So we are promised a peaceful harvest, y'all. So that's something to ink, to hold on to in the discomfort, in the waiting. Like This is something that has promised to us. We will receive a peaceful harvest. Um, we will receive the abundant joy. Um, and so... This encouragement at the end is something that um, I'm actually going to make a commitment to uh, memorize this verse. Again, it's Hebrews 12 verses 10 through 12. um, And it says, 
Take up a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. And so that, I feel like it's just this encouragement from, um, that we get to ask God to strengthen us. Like, Lord, help me take this new grip. Um, um, bring energy to my tired hands. Bring energy back into my weak knees. Like, help me um, grow through this discipline. Um, remind me that this is holy. Remind me that you are still leading me in the discomfort. So I love that. Um, and so point three, if you're taking notes, God's best is way better than culture's best. Um, and so now we're going to step into um, chapters. Can't speak. First <laughs> Samuel 16 verses six through 10. And it reads this. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, surely the, uh, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. Um, and so right now, I'm going to pause right now in the scripture. Um, we're looking at Samuel. He's, he's made it to um, Jesse's place. Jesse has um, a ton of sons and he's looking, Samuel's looking at the eldest son, which is Eliab. Um, and so Samuel says, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. Um, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. Then had Shema pass by. But Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? So I'm going to stop there. Um, and so we see um, in point three, we see God's best is way better than culture's best. And so we see that Samuel meets Eliab, he meets the eldest son, he's like, oh yeah, this this has to be the next king. Like he, he fits the part, he looks like he could be a king, his outward appearance, you know, he has the look, maybe he has the, the muscles, maybe he looks toned, I don't know. <laughs> but Samuel's like, oh yeah, like he looks like the perfect fit, this must be it. Easy peasy done. Um, and so... Um, have you ever come across an opportunity that just looks amazing? Maybe it looks like it's the perfect fit. Um, something that looks way too good to pass up. Maybe you've thought nothing, nothing this good is ever going to come to me again. I have to take it now. Um, and so when you look back, like, did you consult God about it first? Did you seek his counsel? And so what I love about this point in the scripture is that I have definitely been Samuel before. Y'all know um, from my previous talks about, um, you know, getting into this grad school program that I thought was like perfect. I had a scholarship. I had, you know, it looked perfect. Anyone would be willing to take it. It was a great school, great program. Um, but eventually I found it just wasn't for me. But I took it at first. I was like, oh, this looks perfect. Like, who wouldn't want to do this? Even if I'm not really passionate about it, it's a great opportunity. I'm just going to do it. It looks great. Like I get a second degree. This is what everyone deems as successful. Um, but I don't think I ever consulted God about it. Like I never asked God, like, is this, you know, what you have for me? I never fasted about it. I never really prayed about it. And now that I think back to it, I never experienced peace. Like, in the application process and in the interview process, like I just wasn't at peace at any point, um, at any point in the process. I was just, yeah, not at peace. <laughs> um, and so, you know, from the outside, Eliab may have looked the part and maybe he would have made a decent king, but he wasn't the Lord's choice. And if you remember in those first three verses of chapter 16, the Lord says, I will show you which one I indicate. Um, and so the Lord hadn't even indicated that this, that Eliab was going to be king. But Samuel saw it. He saw the outward appearance. Um, and he said, oh yeah, surely that's the one. And so what I love about this passage is that re it reminds us that to be thankful that God doesn't look at our outward appearance. 
um, that he cares about our hearts. He cares about knowing, um, knowing our hearts, our souls, rather than our outward appearance. And I, ugh, there's so much grace in that. There's so much grace in that, y'all. There's so much grace in that. Um, because there's a lot of things that we do um, that maybe don't always reflect our heart all the time and our truest intentions. Um, and thankfully, God does not judge us by that. But um, so both Samuel or Sam, both Samuel and we can we can apply that Jesse also to um, um, Eliab's father, the son's all of the son's father, his father um, didn't expect for God to anoint the youngest son. So, um, yeah, you can probably imagine like everyone's probably thinking, oh, yeah, like obviously Eliab's oldest. He's probably the strongest like. God's going to go with him, or um, Samuel's going to pick him. And if we look at David's um, outward appearance, he's, scholars say that he was only around 10 to 15 years old and somewhere in that range. So super young. So David's this young, scrawny, youngest brother compared to all of his older brothers. Um, his father doesn't even invite him to this sacrifice um he doesn't invite him to walk you know in front of Samuel um to even get a fair chance right so like all these all this outward appearance says that you know David's not qualified he's too young he's not even there um to be looked at by Samuel but God always uses the unlikely so that he gets the glory and that people know that it is him at work and that's like the best part, the best part of this. Um, and so if you're feeling, I want to just take a break from my notes. Um, but if you're feeling unqualified, if you're feeling like you don't deserve something, um, know that God has a plan for you. He has a plan for your life. Um, and I know sometimes we get tired of waiting um, when God says just a little while longer, just a little while longer, just hold on. And you start to feel like all the good opportunities are passing you by, like they're passing through the sons of Jesse. You might start to feel like, oh my gosh, like this is the seventh time I've been denied from a job. Y'all currently walking through that. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, this is the seventh denial I've got from this grad school program. Oh my gosh, I didn't get into any of my dream schools oh my gosh, this is the seventh date I've been on and I'm just not feeling like there's anyone out there for me. You start to feel behind. You start to feel delayed. You start to compare yourself to other people your age who are buying homes, getting married, getting nine to fives, going on expensive trips. And you start to wonder, you know, Lord, what about me? But Guys, just let me remind you, and I'm reminding myself because I'm not perfect at this and I will continue to say that, <laughs> but let me remind you, let me remind us of what is true. God has a plan for us. Jeremiah 29, 11, everyone knows this scripture. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And so oftentimes those plans look different than what we have in mind, what we expected. We might think it's going to look like an Eliab and it may look like a David. <laughs> it may look like the least likely, um, the least likely opportunity, um, but God blesses it. God blesses it. God is in it. Um, and it may even look different than what your parents or what your friends expect you and require of you to do. Like, it may look completely different. And transparently, that's something that I'm even walking through now. Like, um, I love my parents and I love people that are, you know, in my major and all those things. But I do feel like, mm, you know what, I don't know if I'm called to this, like, corporate life. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not, but I don't know if that's something that I feel like the Lord is calling me to do. And that looks different than a lot of my family members and a lot of my friends. Um, and it's scary because it looks different. Um, but I know that the Lord has a plan for me. I know that this waiting season isn't wait wasted. And I know that as I 
as I'm sitting in the discomfort, he's with me. As I'm, um, as I'm just waiting, I have the chance to get to build a relationship with him. And I know that his way is always better than which route I want to go. Um, his way, his best is always better than culture's best. So lastly, we've made it to point four. Oh, I'm so glad you guys have stuck around. This is a longer episode. Wow, I just had a random Southern accent. <laughs> um, the last point is point four, tend to your flock. And so we're going to read First Samuel verse six, or chapter 16, verse 11. <clears throat> and it reads this. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? We're going to go further um, and keep reading. It says, verse 12, um, or I'm sorry, back at verse 11. We're going to read verse 11 um, through 13. All right. <laughs> so he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending to the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. So we get to the point where Samuel's like, okay, I have seen all of your sons, Jesse. Are you sure you don't have one more? The Lord hasn't indicated any of these. He's faithful to keep his promise. So do you have any more sons? And Jesse's like, I can't even imagine just like being David and like your own father just like forgot about you. And Jesse's like, um, okay, well, I do have that one that's like over there in the field. He's taking care of the sheep. Like, if you really want to meet him, he's over there. <laughs> that's my personal translation. <laughs> but um, I said, yeah, they're still the youngest son. Like, what can you do with the youngest son? A king? Um, so Samuel and David both show us what it looks like to live out your purpose while waiting for the Lord to indicate the one he has called. And so I know so a lot of the times before we get to tending your flock, a lot of the times this particular scripture is looked at and it's like, okay, yeah, like David was like doing what the Lord called him to do, which we're getting to. But I love just looking at Samuel in this point because there's this, there's this like endurance in Samuel. There's this like, even though he wasn't perfect, right? At the beginning, you know, he didn't even know God, he wasn't aware of God's voice, um, and then he's sent on this assignment from God and he's he's unsure if he'll be able to do it, but the Lord comforts him. And then we get to this point um, where he meets Eliab and he's like, all right, that's the one. Um, and so even in his, even we get to see like his faith journey is not perfect. And I love that about Samuel because uh, a lot of the times we feel like it has to be perfect. And the reality of it is we're human. So it's not it's not going to be perfect. And so we have this example to look at where it's like, yes, there will be highs and lows. You're not always going to want to do it. You're not always going to be sure that, you know, the waiting will be worth it. You're, you're not always going to have the answers. Um, but even in this point, Samuel is reassured again. Um, after, you know, he makes the mistake with Eliab, um, and Jesus, er, and God, uh, lovingly corrects him. Then again, we see here, Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. And so there's this like endurance. Um, there's this, this hope, there's this firm trust in like, okay, I know God told me that he is going to indicate the one that he chooses. And so, you know what, I'm also going to show up I'm going to be faithful in completing this task God has set before me. And I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until he indicates this person. And so I'm going to, I'm not going to leave until this last son is brought to my attention. So I love that point of the scripture. 
that Samuel shows us. And then there's also this other side to David. So we find that David, it says in verse 11, it says he is tending the sheep. And so David is also, also, also just committing to the task before him. So although he's kind of left out of this, um, you know, this meeting of his brothers and his father and Samuel, he is being faithful to the work that is right before him. He is taking care of the sheep. He is doing this assignment, although it seems small, although it seems mundane, he is doing it. Um, And that is where God finds him is doing what is before him, what is right in front of him. Um, So, you know, he's uninvited to this meeting, disregarded by his family. He's just minding his business, tending to the sheep, simply doing his job, doing what was set before him. Again, just being faithful in the little and the mundane things. And in what in what seems like an insignificant job, God is building David a, a shepherd's heart. So we know that David is known as this faithful shepherd, this amazing shepherd of sheep. Um, and so in this, in this small, uh, seemingly mundane thing, God is working and moving in David, um, teaching him how to take care of people, teaching him, or taking care of, you know, God's creation. In this case, it's sheep, um, in later case, as he, you know, learns to be a leader, he's going to be learning to take care of people, take care of Israel. And so um, building in David a heart that cares for for all of these things, a heart that understands the need of a, a great shepherd. Um, God is building a shepherd's heart. And, you know, there's this constant theme in the Bible where the Lord takes the little and he multiplies it. And, uh, I mean, it's perfectly depicted in David's story. Um, he takes David's little and he's going to multiply it later on. If you continue to read through first Samuel and, um, in many other books, you'll see that God continues to use David, cultivate his leadership. Um, but he finds him doing the littlest thing, the littlest job as the youngest son, um, and and so I hope that that encourages you guys because maybe there's a task before you that maybe you've been looking to the future, you've been creating this five-year plan, you've, you have dreams which are great, dreams are so great, um, but maybe you're missing this position that God has you in right now. Um, for me, and I'm going to make it as plain as day, so I told you guys I'm going through the job search thing. And so while I'm going through that, I'm at home back with my parents. Um, I haven't been working, um, but I think the flock that I'm tending to right now is just like learning how to be a great daughter and learning how to be a great older sister and recording these podcast episodes and, um, you know, being a part of you know, serve opportunities at my church or joining other group Bible studies, um, cultivating new friendships that are rooted in Christ. Like that is the task that God has set before me right now, even as I am, you know, trying to make plans for my future and trying to, um, you know, apply to different jobs and, and learn more as I go, even as I'm doing those things, there are still simple tasks that I can be doing that, again, are are holy parts of the discipline, holy parts of the obedience. Like if God is calling me right now to, you know, focus on this podcast and apply to jobs, you know, I can still do those things simultaneously and God is still in that and he's still blessing that. So maybe that looks like for you, maybe you didn't get the summer job you thought you were going to get. Maybe you didn't get the summer internship, but what could God be calling you to while you maybe he's using this season as preparation to prepare you for a better internship or a better opportunity? Um, you know, what classes can you take on YouTube University? Like, 
what things can you be doing? Or maybe he's calling you to rest and just enjoy family time. Um, enjoy um, making new friends. Find a new church. Like, there's so much um, richness and fullness in your waiting. Um, and And honestly, there's also so many answered prayers that you're sitting in right now. I think of even just thinking about, um, ooh, guys, my time is ticking down. Um, I think of even just sitting like, and just being like, wow, like a year ago, I prayed that, you know, my family would be safe from COVID, that, um, you know, no one in my immediate family would, would go through that. Um, and a year later, like I'm still healthy, thankfully, that prayer has been answered and all of my family members are safe. All my family members did not catch COVID. And that's a prayer that I'm sitting in. And if I'm always constantly looking at the future, I would miss that. You guys are really getting the full experience of what it's like to record um, from my house (laughs) because there's never a dull moment. Um, I was just sitting in my dad's office and the alarm thing went off. So that's what you guys heard in the background, possibly. I don't know if I'll be able to cut it out, but anyway, we're just wrapping up. Um, needless to say, um, you are sitting in answered prayers right now. So take time to, um, I love Holly Furtick um, from Elevation Church. She says to make peace markers. And so take time to um, keep track of your peace markers. You know, the Let's Brunch fam, we love our Move of God lists. And so take time to keep track, whether it be in your notes app or in a notebook, um, to really record moments where you felt peace, moments where God answered a prayer, moments where you were unsure of something, but you felt the comfort of God. Like, take time to record all of those things so that you have evidence that God is moving in your life. You have evidence that God is faithful, um, you know, other than scripture, of course, but you have evidence um, that, that God is still with you. Emmanuel, God is with us. He is still with you you have that evidence and anytime you feel doubtful anytime um people speak negativity over your life um any noise that drowns out his voice you can look at this move of god list you can look at your peace markers and you can say no i know what is true i know what god has done for me even even record things that he's doing for other people um so even in the midst of my own job search i have been blessed to witness God moving in my friends' lives, um, my friends that are in new seasons of um, just engagement or marriage or parenthood, finding new jobs, um, you know, receiving answers to prayers that have been long awaited. And so I keep note of that too, because um, it's not just about us, right? Of course, our personal relationship um, is crucial, but that even flows out into our our friendships and our romantic relationships and our familial relationships. Um, and so witnessing what God is doing in other people's lives, write that down. Evidence that, you know what, not only is he mo- has he moved in my life and is moving in my life, he's also moving in, you know, my friend's life and my sister's life and my father's life. And wow, God is so powerful that he can move at the same time simultaneously in all of our lives. And so take note of those things, rest in those things, let those things be a firm reminder of the grace of God, of his mercy, of his faithfulness, of his kindness, of his gentleness, um, of his love, just all of those things. And, And don't believe the lie that he can't use your little. Don't believe the lie that um, he's not moving in your life at all. Um, don't believe the lie that you are defined by your past um, and that 
opportunities aren't coming to you because of your past or because of the mistakes you've made don't believe that lie god is moving intentionally he's moving in your lives and in the lives of people around you and if you need someone to encourage you feel free to dm the let's brunch page um i love talking to you guys i love hearing your praise reports and your praise requests um so yeah Don't stop living out your purpose while you wait. Your waiting season is not wasted. Um, It is fruitful. It is meaningful. It can be a little uncomfortable, but he's still guiding you. Um, There's beauty in the small things. There's beauty in the small tasks. There's beauty in in the ground that you're walking on right now. Um, Know that his best is way better than anything culture could give you, anything that the world can give you any amount of money you think is, you know, what will make you successful. His way is better than our way and what the world defines as the best. And lastly, make an effort to get to know God's voice. Make an effort to surround yourself with other people that want to learn about God. Um, you know, surround yourself with people that can speak encouragement over over you. People that can correct you out of love. People that don't condemn you, people that don't throw your past in your face. Um, Yeah, just get around a healthy group of people. And so I really hope that this episode was was encouraging to you, that it equipped you in some way, shape, or form. Um, Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, You can leave a voice message on, um, if you go to the Let's Brunch podcast instagram page um there's a link in our bio that takes you to all the links of you know different resources groups whatever you'll see a a link that says leave a voice message you can leave your thoughts about this episode um record your voice and i can replay it on the episode so super excited about that um trying to think if there's any more last minute if you've made it to the end of this wow you're amazing Um, This was a long one, but I loved this episode. Um, I don't know if you guys have been praying over this podcast, but I'm thankful for that. I feel like I've finally gotten to a place where I'm organized and (laughs) um, I've got, you know, detailed notes to help me guide through conversations and um, just small things. And I'm just thankful that if you guys continue to listen to this, uh, I'm thankful for the ears that are listening, the ears that will listen. Um, Thank you for continuing to support, um, to follow the Let's Brunch page. Um, Yeah, just so thankful. And I hope that more than anything, you guys know Jesus more. You know who God is. You know that you are loved, valued, seen, welcomed, all of the things. Um, And you know that this is not about me at all. Um, This is a place where we just get to talk about how God moves in through people's lives, shared struggles that we, you know, come across, um, how God is moving in that, um, all to glorify God. Um, And so, yeah, wow, I'm so excited. I can't wait for you guys to hear the rest of the episodes in this season. Um, Yeah, I love you all and stay rooted.